For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. How are you, Jenny? I'm doing swell. You're like gearing up for a trip. Like you're about to go travel for the first time in, in a year and a half, right? I'm in such a panic. Gay. I have been buying all kinds of comfort items for a simple four-hour trip to Florida. Hasta una conchita y todo. Dude, I was like freaking out. I'm getting on a plane as well in a week to go to LA, which you won't be there because, you know, that's life. Absurd. And I was like, what is something I want to buy to make my flight more comfortable? And I was like, I want a little pin that says I'm vaccinated. <laughs> like, I just want to just show people that I'm vaccinated and I don't want to confuse people. I don't want to be confused for an anti-vaxxer. I don't want to be confused for an anti-masker if I want to take a sip of water while I'm in my middle seat. Claro. Do you know what I mean? I just want to let people know like, hey, what's up? I believe in science. I like Fauci. And like, it's just overwhelming to me to, to be judged if I want to take off my mask for a second. No, I get it. I feel like you're going to be judged no matter what, bro. I mean, now it's like, oh, you can take your mask off. And I'm like, absolutely not. But then I'm like, wait, are people going to think that I didn't get vaccinated because I'm walking around with a mask or I'm just traumatized? And now anti-vaxxers are wearing masks because they say that vaccinated people will infect them with their vaccine. So now I'm like, tell me what to do, bro. I don't know what to do right now. Like, I'm going to just peace out to Mars. <laughs> Paul Carajo, my boy Kong Elon Musk. <laughs> so, Jenny, you've like always taken domestic vacations primarily, right? Because I we we've talked about this in the past that like your mm -hmm. family love mm -hmm. traveling to middle of bumblefuck nowhere. Yep. That's what Cubans do. That's what Cubans love. So wait, so where would you go? Primarily places that we could drive to. So it's a lot of road tripping, lots of van rentals. Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia. Oh, wow. You're, you're describing places that are probably not in the top 40 states to visit out of the 50. Have you been to Dollywood? Have you been to Dollywood? Okay, I'll give you Dollywood. I'll give you Dollywood. I love Dolly Parton. I think she's the icon that this country needs. But beyond that, was it something for your family to feel like we're going into Americana, America, because we're basically in like this Latin Cuban city. Was it sort of exotic to go to like a enormous Walmart in the middle of nowhere? Like what made them so attracted to these places that, you know, usually people don't necessarily travel to unless they have family or, or there's something very specific they want to go to. 
I think it's the opposite effect. You know when, like, people fly south for the winter, like we're a bunch of birds? Like, a lot of people from up north are like, fuck the snow, we're gonna go to Naples. Yes. And they come down to Naples. I don't even know what accent I'm doing, I apologize. Cubans in Miami, not just Cubans, bro, like, Latin, like Miami people in general, South Floridians, want to get the fuck out of Florida. If you have any kind of Christmas spirit in your heart, and you want to feel the jingle bells and potentially getting mauled by a bear, but not. You want to travel to the mountainous regions of the Smokies and experience snow and Dollywood. Miami doesn't have Christmas cheer. Mira, te lo voy a decir. I think that's why I took so many jobs at various Bath and Body Works. You wanted to smell the cinnamon and the mint leaves of Christmas with a body lotion? <laughs> mint leaves? I wanted to smell like balsam fir and cranberry juice. Okay. I don't know. You had a urinary tract infection? <laughs> I find it really interesting, though, because like you would go to many places that for me were... I had never gone to. I didn't know that part of America existed. I've never been there until recently, like my late 20s. Like the first time I went to a place that wasn't because I was going for work or skiing. I'm just showing all my colors. Like I would go to Utah to ski. Okay. Like I was very sheltered when it came to seeing a part of America that wasn't a city. And yeah, um, like a major city. So I went to visit my husband's family. So his family is really mixed, but his grandfather married a Mexican woman, but his grandfather is originally from South Carolina. And so I went to this small town in the north of South Carolina, okay, for the first time in my life. I'd never been to the South, and I thought, like, Florida was the South, but and by mean by Florida, I mean Miami. So, like, for me, it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the South. This is And this is, like, right during the elections, the 2016 elections. So I was sort of coming in it with also a lot of context for this. Like, oh, this is a red state. What does this mean? I never thought about states being blue or red, whatever. So I go to South Carolina. Everyone's so nice. Like I was expecting some crazy lot, you know, someone to yell dirty Jew or something to me. And everyone was just so sweet and making me biscuits and fried chicken and all that jazz. And I was like, oh, I feel like I am a tourist within my own country right now. This is really new to me. I remember the same thing happened to me in Venezuela. When I would go to a place within Venezuela, deep in Venezuela, that wasn't Caracas, again, I would feel like the least Venezuelan person. So there's this irony where being in the country you feel like you're from, sometimes is the time you feel least from there. But there was like a moment that really encapsulated for me how much of a clash this was. And so my husband's aunt and uncle own a, a zoo there. And I was on this zoo thing, like with all these families touching some buffalo or whatever the fuck. And then suddenly my WhatsApp chat goes off and my family in Venezuela is like, your uncle Braulio is missing. We believe he's been kidnapped by the government. And here I am in the middle of this like zoo with all these children being like, oh, mama, can I give more bread to give to the buffalo? And I'm here just like in this traumatic family situation back home where it's like a dictatorship. And for me, it was this weird four-day experience where I was trying to feel like I belonged there, but was consistently and systematically reminded that I, I didn't 
because of what was happening at home. And every time I tried to, I'd be, they'd be like, oh, you want to take a walk through town and look at some rocks? And I'm like, oh, great. So then I get a call from my mom and she's like, we found your uncle. Good news. We found him. Bad news. He's in jail. He is officially a political prisoner. He is, you know, a journalist in a dictatorship. So this is what happens. And, you know, thankfully my uncle is now, he is in house arrest. So he's at home. So he's safe. Why? I just want to enjoy oh my, my time in a red God. state. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mix of things, but I had never felt fully like a tourist in the States. Oh, I felt that way so often. Really? <laughs> Whenever I would visit one of... Yeah, because like, we're a bunch of loud, thick-accented Miami Cubans. It's really wild to me because I think about it all the time. I'm like, man, I wonder if we went over there now. Be like, oye, hacer, está pasando qué, coño, con mango. If people would be as nice. And, you know, it's a person-by-person basis here. We could get lucky. But back then, people were always complimenting our accents when we would travel around these red states. Especially Tennessee, you know. They'd be like, gee, I love your accent. You know, you have such a nice... Where are you from? But now, I mean, based on the fucking bullshit I'm seeing everywhere and it even happened in my dad in, in West Palm Beach where it was like oh you know speak English don't speak Spanish you know go back to where you came from but it's wild that this was about maybe 10 15 years ago and a foreign accent was considered nice like oh that's really G Galloway's that's real that's real darling and, and my mom loved it my mom would get those little Dolly Parton dresses for my sister <laughs> those really fluffy dresses and we would go ice skating in Pigeon Forge and some of my fondest childhood memories were traveling to all these locations and back then it was just different I guess I mean I wouldn't know it's not like I've been to Tennessee since but it's hard not to think about it considering how many of my Hispanic friends have been uh, harassed for just simply having an accent or speaking Spanish or looking Hispanic or Latino you know for the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries. Forested ridgelines on the horizon. Wide alpine meadows. Evergreen forests threaded with trails. Friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah. For the mountain kind. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. You know, I was um, hiking with some friends in upstate New York. And I went on a hike and I had to leave early one because I was like, I'm not walking uphill any longer. This is bullshit. And two, I had to work. And I get in my car and I'm driving back to the hotel and I have no service, straight up no service. There's no service on my phone. There's no service anywhere. I'm completely lost. And everywhere I turn, there's Trump signs and like, don't tread on me signs and flags. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It sounds like a horror movie. I literally <gasps> felt like I was in a horror movie. I was freaking out. And you know, that says a lot also about how I think people hate would hate me, right? I just assumed yeah. people would hate me. 
tell me to get out my property or whatever the hell. And finally, I saw like a rainbow flag on one house. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was just like in the in the horror movie when the woman finally sees a police car and she's like, oh, please stop, please stop. And then it turns out that the police car is like driven by a ghost because I knocked on the door and there was no one at that place. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to go to one of these houses that I've been told hate me. And I go and I knock on the door and like the nicest woman opens the door and is like, oh, hi, I'm sorry, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry, I'm I'm lost. And she's like, oh, just take like seven lefts and a right. And I'm like, seven lefts kind of sounds like a right, but okay. And on the drive to the hotel, I was like trying to think about this. And I was like, wow, I, I think that some of these places are places that aren't for me and that I'm not welcome in, but I was treated with respect. And then two, wow, well, I mean, I did put on my like thickest Ashley accent in the world and I spoke like this and I was like, oh my God, and was, you know, tried to act as white and American as possible. And I don't know if it's media or social media or what telling me that I have to do this or if it's reality, but that's that was my instinct. I would have had the same exact instinct if I'm being honest. Right. Because obviously you are also white with light eyes and then you adding that accent, you are undercover, right? Had it been maybe one of my friends who's Honduran, who's brown, would they have had the same luck? Or was that woman simply a good person even though she didn't align politically with your beliefs, right? That is something that I I think about a lot because speaking of my friend, my best friend who is Honduran and had to move to Georgia for work, she has always expressed to me that she can't really go out, especially by herself, to certain areas because she will be harassed. She has one person even tried to run her over while shouting Trump 2020. So these are realities. People are braver these days about their racism and their prejudice. Not saying that it didn't exist before, but people are just braver now. Isn't that a weird... I know exactly what you mean because I've used this exact word, but the concept of being braver in your racism, it's like when you're brave, you go to war. You're fighting for freedom. When you're brave, you you face your fears. And it's like, yeah, you're brave enough to be an asshole. It's like... <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, because they feel justified now. They feel like they're in the right and they feel it's okay to be in-person trolls. It's no longer just hiding behind a monitor. These people are out there attacking. Like I said earlier, my dad was told in West Palm Beach, again, that's just two hours north of Miami, to stop speaking Spanish. And it's interesting because it doesn't happen to someone who's speaking French. Let's just be real here. Someone speaking French in the middle of fucking Omaha, no one's gonna be like, Oh my God, get out of my country, French lady. I mean, I don't know. I think like a lot of these people that are pissed that other people speak other language will most likely not know the difference between French and Spanish and Hebrew. They'll just be like, it all sounds like you're talking nutty, buddy. <laughs> like you're speaking in tongues. Get you're out of here. I can only, the I power speak in of Christ. Tongues. I speak in tongues, but only at church. But, you know, in a lot of these states where you're seeing a lot more of these, you know, viral videos of people telling people to go back to where they came from, etc. Like it's also states that have had more of an influx of Spanish speaking immigrants over the past few years. So does influence affect people? Does seeing and knowing and meeting people from different places 
cause you to open up more. Like those people in Tennessee, when you went to visit and they were like, oh, I love your accent. Where are you from? And it's like, oh, those were really nice people. They were from Miami, Cuba. So sweet, such kind family. And then she goes and she, you know, that that's her perception of people like you. If that's the case, then why do are we seeing more rampant expressions of xenophobia in places where they're seeing more people that are not like them and they are potentially working with people that are not like them or going to the grocery store and more exposed to people that aren't like them. Does exposure and and meeting and mixing with people make you more tolerant? I always thought so. Absolutely. So then now you have people arriving at these states and I think a lot of these people feel like, like, oh my God, these people are going to take my jobs or these people are, are unsafe because that's what the media has told me and what my politicians have told me and are rejecting these people. And I'm curious, like, as we continue on, like, I don't know how I feel about traveling to super rural places in quote unquote flyover states. Like, I don't know how I feel, but I think I'd like to go. I want to see, I want to meet people. I want to talk to people. I want to understand them. But I don't know how many people feel like me after what we've seen. Well, I mean, I am like an undercover spy with my white skin and my red hair and my psoriasis. My Jewishness isn't you know, on my face, except for my nose. It's not something people can automatically point at and say you're another. So I I really feel this interest in going to these places and understanding them because it's how could we live such different realities? But like, would you go back to a lot of these towns that you went to as a kid? Is this something that you'd want to do? Or are you kind of like more hesitant now? I would probably... It's interesting because, again, you know, anywhere I travel to is more than likely going to be with my husband. And my husband is brown. He's Peruvian, Puerto Rican. And so I wonder, like, what's going to happen? Am I going to have to fight someone? (laughs) Because I speak Spanglish all the time. I don't give a fuck where I am. Se me sale. I love talking Spanish. So if someone even tells me to stop speaking Spanish or go back to where I came from, oh, honey, I don't know what's going to happen. I have a bad temper. Yeah, I know. I have some Jerry Springer style stories of myself. I'm not going to stay quiet. And I th- and it's kind of sad that I have to like think about these things now and mentally prepare. It's what I think about in the shower. I have this fantasy like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman going back to that store and saying like that was a huge mistake. Huge. Big. Like I dream of doing that, but like of facing someone that is xenophobic or racist or anti-Semitic or whatever. Like I, I like fantasize about it. And then one time I had the chance, I had the opportunity to do it. I was on a plane and these two middle-aged women, they get on the plane. They're already like problematic. They're a little drunk. One of them was annoyed that a baby sat near us and was very loud about it. Just one of those people that feels like she owns the plane, even though she's sitting, she's sitting literally in a middle seat next to me. My heart is pounding out of my chest and I'm like shaking because I'm like, this, these women are going to say something and now it's going to be my Julia Roberts moment and I don't know if I can handle it. Like, oh my God. And then there it goes. One of them says, too many foreigners on this plane. Oh. And I turn around and I say, what did you say? And then one of them Ooh. says, oh no, no, she was just joking. She was just joking. And I was like, yeah, well, it's not a very funny joke, actually. How is it funny? And she's like girl, you need to drink a rosé. Let us buy you a rosé. And I'm like, I will not be accepting any rosé from you. And then I sat there and I realized, oh, fuck, I have a six-hour flight next to these people. I should have waited till the end 
but I'm stuck here and I'm in the window seat. And if I have to pee, I have to ask them to get up from their seat. Fucking just tumble over them, bro. Step oh on my their tits. God. And then the worst part is in the middle of the flight, turbulence gets so bad. The pilot is like, oh my God, we have to fly at a lower altitude because this is really bad. And we may have to do an emergency landing. And there I am. I'm afraid of flying. I think I'm going to die next to these two racist women. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the dream situation. Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman situation I dreamed of. It's never as nice as what you imagine it to be when you are. Okay, hyper- well, if <laughs> everyone learn your lesson here. So if this happens to you, just wait till the end and then just punch them in the face. Exactly. Wait till the end. Sorry, I'm a little violent. I wouldn't punch them in the face, but I'd be like, you'll, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, even though I don't even have one. You know, you can verbally punch them in the face. You know how you can verbally punch someone in the face, which I find to be very um, effective, is having them explain either their shitty misogynistic joke back to you or the racism back to you. Like, can you explain to me what you meant by that? And then they just dig themselves in a hole and you don't have to say anything. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm just really intrigued. That's it. Just explain it to me. What do you mean too many foreigners on a plane? Can you? If you put a number on it, how many foreigners is too many? Five, seven, 42. Just give me a number. Okay, thanks. Why was she complaining? Like, what was she mad about the foreigners? Like, what was she blaming foreigners on? Just going through the aisle and and they weren't doing anything wrong. And obviously they saw me and they're like, that girl probably models for Jansport backpacks and North Face. Like, this girl's going to be on our team. And I was like, yeah, she's going to she's going to giggle snort with us. Yeah. And then I'm like, I took off my white girl, you know, disguised like, what'd you say, bro? And I was like, (laughs) mira, mama hueva, que te pasa a ti? Te voy a pegar en la jeta. No joda. Que rechera me da, imbecil. (laughs) It is. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails. Friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Fun sometimes to be an undercover. That's when you can just bust out and like fucking shock people and make them feel like shit. It's amazing. Uh. It is fucking amazing. And it's not just white people that are undercover. It's people think Latinos look like one thing. So it's like when a black Latino, an Asian Latino just bust out like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? I I know this was essentially about family vacations, but I love that family vacations took a very quick left turn with a high turn radius and just went straight to racism. I don't know how we landed here. It really sucks. I mean, it really sucks that we're in a time, like everyone's just scared of each other. I know there's always like the whole like, you know, white woman clutching her pearls when a black guy walks by her. But it's like, I feel more terrified around white people. Yeah, you're afraid of people you think hate you already. And, you know, I've had to catch myself and and say, I refuse to hate these people. I refuse to hate anyone because the reason I'm feeling this way is because I'm assuming they hate me. 
So if I yes, refuse that's what to hate anyone, then I, I break that cycle. And I, I hope we can break more of the cycle where they meet people like me, like you, like your dad, like your husband. And well, my husband is kind of like me. He, he looks truly my husband. If you Google stock imagery, young professional, that's my husband. Oh my God. We feel like outsiders, but we don't look like outsiders in a lot of the places that we go to when we go to rural America. But and my parents have a, a house in, in rural Massachusetts. And for the past few years, I've, I've avoided speaking Spanish in the supermarket. I mean, I don't know why. It's just it was a thing. I And then I switched and I stopped and I decided to speak in Spanish. And I was like, because I want these people to know that I'm not from here, but I am from here. I want these people to see that I'm nice, that I you know, bag my own bags, that I say thank you, that I'm not scary, even though like I know that I'm not, I don't look like what, if I look different, I would feel different. But I, I still feel this urge to represent my differences when I go to these places, when I used to feel fear a couple years back. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way because when I visit my parents in West Palm, after hearing what happened to my dad, I talk Spanish more in the complex I'm like, suck my dick, old lady. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I get so mad. I'm like, you want to fucking say some shit? Fucking. Jenny, I've uh, you're so little. And like, you look, you're like a petite woman. And what I've noticed is that little petite people <laughs> are the most aggressive because they have to be. Because you guys are like, I think about it all the time. People move out of the way for me all the time on the sidewalk because I'm tall. And like, you poor thing, you probably have to move all the time. People just assume like, I can. it's like you see an SUV and a smart car. Like the SUV is just going to be like, I'm not going to fucking move for you, smart car. I figured it out, though. I always wear combat boots and mm. I just walk with the most aggressive resting bitch face. And I and I walk like I have a, like I'm on a mission and people tend to move out of the way. They're like, oh, my God, you're like, I need to fucking grab the asparagus in aisle two, bitch. I identify as a white woman. I'm not going to pretend I'm a woman of color. Like I got skin cancer, dude. Seriously, the whitest you could get is me. I admit this, and but I also admit that I don't feel like I belong in quote unquote American white environments. I feel like there is this difference of what white means. And I remember when I moved to the States, people would be like, oh, you know, those white people over there. And I'm like, oh, like me? And they're like, no, 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 not like you, like the white people. And I'm like, well, bitch, look at me. What do I look like to you? Yeah, but you're not the white they're talking about. But, you know, what you always mention is that a lot of Latinos in in places where there's it's super ethnic, like New York or L.A. or bueno, in particular Miami. Yeah, Latinos where say Spanish is the main language. Latinos say I identify as white, but what they don't understand is that white person means something very, very different in a lot of this country, and other people will not consider them white. And that, that's hard for them to grasp. I've noticed that that is so hard for them to grasp. Grasp. And so it's it's when the caravan situation was going on, you know, with with the Salvadorians and Mexicans and Nicaraguans trying to come over. And, you know, I noticed this like severe lack of empathy in my own community. And of course, a lot of it was like white Latinos, you know, just being like, well, you know, being all high and mighty and gatekeepy and se creen. And I'm like, y'all, you don't even... <laughs> Do you understand that if your ass walked into a KKK meeting, <laughs> you'd be Bye. You're toast, my friend. You are toast. But I feel like, look, just any 
instance where we are leaving our comfort zone, even if it's on vacation or if it's on a trip or whatever. I know. I'm a little scared. It, it's it's like we are re-entering the concept of not just on the internet, but talking and facing people that are really different and that think different, that look different, that perceive you as different. And I live in New York, so I have seen different people, but I live in a city where, I don't know, I feel comfortable here. It's my comfort zone. And I'm interested what's going to happen when I go to a place that is out of my comfort zone, or I'm interested to see where people choose to travel to now because, you know, domestic travel is up. International travel is going to be, you know, a mess for a while still. So people are going to be traveling within the States, a country that has gone through some of the most divisive years of its existence. What does this mean? And where will people go to? Like, if you could go anywhere tomorrow, if you could go anywhere tomorrow, where would you go? In the States, in the United States of America, not Mars. Not Mars with Elon. If I'm being honest, I've been dying to go back to New York City. I've been really wanting to go back to New York. I've been wanting to go back to Seattle and Portland. Notice the cities I'm mentioning. They're very, very progressive. Um, but I do love the the culture and the food and and um, the views and everything about those cities. It's not just because of the progressive values, but I, I really do. I, I, I People might make... It's, it's interesting because I remember sharing photos of myself in Portland last year. And a bunch of Cubans were like, get out of that communist city. And I'm like, I'm eating my fucking vegan waffle. Okay, just leave me alone. Oh my God. Communist Portland, a communist, communist city. city. I know. And I, t- I, got, I got to take a picture with Krampus. Who takes a photo with Krampus? Wait, Krampus is the evil Santa? The evil Christmas demon. Okay? Dream come true. I have so many photos with fucking mall Santa. I want a photo with Krampus in a Portland coffee shop. And that's what I got. So wait, so when you were talking about Christmas cheer earlier, this is what you meant is some a Christmas demon uh, that you could take a picture with while you had your soy latte? This is your Christmas cheer. Yes. I gravitate towards cities that you can just be yourself. Like Seattle and Portland and New York City and... And, and even where I live right now, it's just very like, I can just dye my hair purple and walk around in a mohawk and leather from head to toe and no one cares. I think that if me and you were to take a trip together, I would want to go to Dollywood. Like, I want you to t- like Hell take me yeah. to Dollywood because Dollywood for me represents everything I want America to be. Dolly Parton, Southern Queen, Southern Belle sings her Southern music And she's one of the most liked people in the universe. Like literally, statistically, she's one of the most liked people in the world. And there's something about her that makes me feel like Dollywood would be welcoming to anyone. Yeah, it was a blast. I saw a really great Christmas show. I went on a roller coaster and I ate candied pecans. Look at that. That just sounds like a dream to me. We have to wear the Dolly Parton dresses with the floofs. I had no idea that she was such an icon until recently when I I have a lot of um, queer friends and a lot of them are very, very into Dolly Parton. And I'm like, why would you like a Southern singer from like a very conservative place? Like I'm assuming she and I all my ideas about her were completely wrong. And I, wow. you know, and that's like, I'm sure I have a lot of thoughts of people that are completely wrong, just like how what I assume Dolly Parton was. Exactly. You know, and. She represents an America that I really am quite a fan of. So, I mean, I'll spend my dollars to go to Hollywood happily. Dollywood. Sorry, not Hollywood. <laughs> I have to go to Hollywood You don't, you don't want to go to... No, but you don't want to go to Hollywood. 
<laughs> I don't want to go to Hollywood. I've been to Hollywood enough. Last time I went to Hollywood, a woman um, chased me with a heroin needle. So, you know. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. I was like, thank you, but no, thank you. No free, no free. It's okay. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> God. Well, Jenny, now you know. That's going to be where our trip is. We're going to plan it. Dollywood. No. I, and, I, and I told my husband, I'm like, I really want to visit the Smokies again and do what I used to do when I was a kid. And I mean, again, ultimately, I really hope that, you know, our country heals and that we're always going to have our differences. But I don't want to sound, Joanna, like I'm excusing, like, the type of white person that believed in the kind of bullshit that Trump pushed that, like, hurt people, right? Because there's no excuse for that. No, but I think that I'd like to believe we live in a world where it's fear that it's driving a lot of this. And I I think we can be bigger people and say, like, we don't excuse that at all, but I'm not going to let it taint the way that I hope the world that is. I, I want to stop making assumptions about people the way that I made assumptions about Dolly Parton. <laughs> the same way that I hope people stop making assumptions about others. So with that in mind, like... Maybe that's when we travel, that's what we'll keep in mind is like, how do we break assumptions and break other people's assumptions or just relax? I don't know, man. It's been a tough year. Sometimes I just wanted to have a mimosa. I can't be on the beach because my face cancer, but like be in a very well covered shadowed cave somewhere in Arizona. Mm, sounds hot. <laughs> um <laughs> I think we should ask our followers that live in places like Tennessee and Georgia and other states that we mentioned, I want them to tell us how wrong we are or how right we are or how they feel as Latinos or non-Latinos where they live. So please email us, everyone, at hyphenatedapitalla.fm. Hyphenatedapitalla.fm. Thank you. That sounds like um, the subway voice in New York. Sounds exactly like that. No, maybe Por not. Favor, mantenga tus manos y brazos de dentro de... I don't know what I'm talking Please about. Please email us at hyphenated at vitalia.fm. Please stand away from the closing doors, please. I said please twice because I'm a woman. I'm like, please, I don't want... I, I'm telling you what to do. I'm scared. Please, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Please, please, sorry. Exclamation point. Smiley face. LOL. Oh, my God. Oh. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries. Forested ridgelines on the horizon. Wide alpine meadows. Evergreen forests threaded with trails. Friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah. For the mountain kind. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.